sounded like a cat just joined the recording. What happened? I joined the recording and the cat did too. Lucky is ready. I'm ready. Good morning to you, my friend. Good morning. Tell me everything about your weekend. I don't want to hear about Corona. It's no, no Corona. Uh, Corona is in the past. It's perky. I mean, the weekend. You are perky. The weekend is perky. Now that's my favorite word for the day. So you have to live with it. (sighs) My weekend is and still is in the sign of relaxing, totally relaxing and working out. Uh, I can't believe the word. Exactly. Like I can't believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Actually. I th- I thought you were engaged in fashion week browsing, the opposite to relaxing and working out. Uh, well, I browsed what was browsing worthy, if that makes any sense. And the rest Hang on, was sorry. just... Hang on, pause. Uh, one of us has a lousy connection. It can be me. I'm going to mm-hmm. switch off my Wi-Fi. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see if we entertain all listeners. Hang on. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm here. Uh, okay, let's see how I do this. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear it perfectly. I uh, always switch off the Wi-Fi. It's, it's awful. Well, there we go. Sorry, people. It was a technical break. <laughs> now we go back to the topic. I thought it was Fashion Week and you were out and about Fashion Weeking. Was it really? Like, what? Fashion what? Well, listen, it's the Men's Fashion Week. We don't really care about Men's Fashion Week. I'm sorry, guys, but we just don't. Like, men just wear two things all over and over again and call it fashion so for me that wasn't really worthy but um i saw what i needed to see like valentino and i saw the big houses couture and that was about it and the rest of it was just not worthy of my time especially since it's going on live and not live as in in person live so fashion week doesn't work for me that way i'm so sorry did you watch did you see anything? Uh, for Men's Fashion Week, no. And I, I, I just wanted to say, I thought about it this morning. If there's anything that I would like to do, uh, which is different from my current job, I would probably not mind to do um, men's personal shopping. Men are really bad at buying clothes, like normal men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like normal, not our men. <laughs> yeah, working men that aren't, that aren't in the fashion industry or don't have a fashion interest, but really need to dress properly. I wouldn't mind be a personal shopper for those uh, because they're clueless. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I must have been entirely mistaken. I was watching your stories and I thought you made a visit to the Prada shop for a tailor-made skirt. Yes. I thought you made well, a visit to the Well, that's something research. else and it has zero to do ah, with Fashion okay, Week. Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay. So the story goes like this. I was browsing um, online what uh, you know retailers have been up to and I was thinking that I really don't want to see another shop for at least another six months. Uh, despite of everything we've said in the previous weeks. But then I realized that some of the pieces of the Prada uh, spring-summer were being shown just in-house. And I was confirmed this by some retailers meaning? online. Shown in-house, me- meaning what? Meaning that they won't be selling it online, mm-hmm. uh, except for their online uh, website, their own website and in-store. So if I wanted that skirt, I just had to get my ass out of the door. So I went in and I went by appointment. You have to take an appointment. You get, you know, properly 
temperature scanned and disinfected and greeted and whatever and they give you drinks in paper cups which is awful <laughs> i mean awful for the experience and you just don't but you still there. get to drink yeah you get to drink water or, or or tea or coffee or whatever but it's all paper cups and disposable so you know maximum safety and whatever but i went in and i was um uh, greeted very warmly some of them didn't know and some that didn't know about my grandmother's passing so people were nice and I must admit that felt um, weird and good at the same moment because it was you know like a piece of the sorry that was my phone and my bad <laughs> like that. we are plagued by like by people calling us in the midst of a recording yeah anyway it felt like my old life the only thing i was missing from my old life was my uh, shopping companion aka you so that was good and what what happened did you did you order a skirt made to order or can you give us some color man you go out once to buy something and you, all you say is i drank out of paper cups yes because it's it was awful but yes i did see the skirt um this collection so, to me was very much meaningful because it's made by for the first one made by rav simmons and miocha prada together which is uh, the most incredible pairing and the one that makes most sense in the same way it's 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 incredibly gorgeous and marvelous and those two brilliant minds are being you know um are sticking together to make these beautiful things so i i went in and i just wanted that skirt because you know when you have overflowing closets like we do you don't just go in and buy 600 things you just go in for one and that one is wow <laughs> You had went, your eyes set on it before yes. before seeing it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as soon as I saw the runway photos, I said, this is me, 100% me, and I want this. And that was even before seeing in detail how beautiful and gorgeous that was. So it was very much, you know, surprising to see and touch stuff again. Uh, this is just a sign of how detached we are from... Uh, what our old lives used to be and even if you don't want to talk corona as we don't it's still there because you know you have to wear gloves you have to do this and that and it's it's really really weird but the skirt will be made I was measured up yesterday and I documented the whole thing um, and people were staring at me like why is this woman being measured <laughs> which is a legitimate question because that's a special order it's made to measure basically so uh, wow. it, yeah it's going to be very much beautiful but even so that I, I, skirt ah, yeah that skirt isn't isn't available other than on a made to measure basis no 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 it is but unless you are a size italian 42 you are not going to get it <laughs> because there are no, none to be found um, wow that's yeah, nothing that, that's tiny that's really tiny i tried on uh, a 42 and i did manage to close um the the belt but the only reason i, I was able to do that because it's it's a very huge skirt that is meant to um close like you know like a wallet closing and it's it just goes around you and it didn't go that much around me because it's three sizes less but it's beautiful it's still you can see how it will fit and it's it's really nice and I was contacted by many women who said to me, how are you able ever to find your size there? I said, I, I'm not, but they make mm -hmm. it for me. So that's a whole, you know, set of bees. I, I, I basically put my finger in and uh, people are sending me DMs and asking, how 
is it possible that there isn't any buying for different sizing? And that I think that's something we really need to put some pressure on in the future because, you know, our bodies are worth it. But yeah. Privileges. So tell us, tell us and tell them, uh, do you think that this is a service that anyone can ask? Or do you think that this is something well, that they do for good customers? Or how does it work if you wanna, it's want to? It's fairly simple. You can make a special order and they will ask you to pay 50% upfront. And in my case, uh, because I, I objected to the customer, I said, listen, if you make something and I don't like it, how am I supposed to know how that's going to fit? So they make a toile, uh, they make uh, this mock uh, skirt or mock dress, whatever I'm buying at the moment, and they will make it in white, uh, simple fabric that um, seamstresses use in, in their ateliers. And I will be presented that if I give the okay and they will just make the skirt or the dress or whatever I'm buying. Uh, it's a custom that anyone can actually do, uh, depending also on the relationship with the house, but they, they will make a special order for anyone, basically. And at the same price as no. the existing, no, it's <laughs> no, a different no. price? No, it has a, it has a premium. It comes with a premium, but it's on the house. They can waive the premium. They can keep it or they can decide, you know, they, they will just try and uh, conquer the customer by just, you know, waving it away. Uh, it doesn't happen often. It can happen, but I cannot give any guarantees that the house will do that. Normally, it's between 20 and 30 percent, but I was asked even 50 percent more in a house, and which I obviously refuse. <laughs> <laughs> because what is the argument that it's uh, extra fabric or that it's... Uh, they say it's extra fabric yes but it's also a size that they don't produce which is basically a lie you get told um the sizes the size grid is fairly simple to discover for a brand you can just go online and see that online retailers get the whole grid from 36 to 50 in mm. most of the cases Prada does 50, I know that. So basically, uh, like when they sell at Net-A-Porter, let's say, for yes. example, and Net-A-Porter has an, you know, I guess they have a contract with the brand to say, if I'm going to store you, uh, I need to bring you, you know, between these sizes and then they yes. make it. Ah, okay. Exactly. Like okay. they buy it, they buy it in a whole grid because they know that, uh, and it's it's proven, and I've been told this over and over again, that the first sizes that are sold out immediately, either highest or the smallest sizes. Everything that is in between uh, is bought in, in uh, larger numbers and it sells out later. Unless the item is really a hot item, so they sell it out immediately. But the, the biggest sizes, and I refer to 46, 48 and 50, and in some cases like Dolce Gabbana now 52 and 54 Italian sizes, they will sell out instantly and they will be asked you know, to restock, uh, which is mind-blowing to me to know that there are stores in Milan and all around the world that by default, they uh, actually don't buy those sizes because not every uh, single brand store has every single thing and item and size. They decide what to buy based on their public. And in Milan, uh, specifically Prada doesn't stock anything beyond 45, 45 or 46 44 and 46, sorry. So it's crazy. So basically for their own shop, for their own flagship, they wouldn't keep the larger sizes. Yes. But for the online retailers, they would make them. Yes, they make them and they make them by default. So the premium is basically 
uh, asked. If you ask a special order, they don't have or don't stock or the company doesn't have any more or they produced just for online retailers, which is um, discriminating, if you wish. And it's very much absurd. And in some cases, I flat out refused to pay any kind of premium because I don't believe that my body is that much different from their grid to uh, be paying a premium on a, what is really a huge and expensive price already. So. It, it's, uh, it's a very good point. I remember previously when I used to go to the, to the Dolce Gabbana shop in Luxembourg that was still open, I, I actually got quite a few messages from ladies to say, but I mean, how do you, how do you dare insist sort of with dignity without feeling belittled or awkward or embarrassed? Oh, that, that's a question I would ask you too. What's your tactic? Uh, I mean... Uh, okay so i have two <laughs> no i have two reflections so when you say that the larger sizes go first um when i buy sales for example i tend to notice that the larger sizes still remain and i guess um i i by the way i just recently bought on a and it's hell to return everything back into the UK. That's just a parenthesis. The paperwork. Yes, that now, now it's awful. awful. Yeah, the paperwork is awful. But I mean, um, for example, so uh, the large sizes on the top um, is a little bit easier for me because I don't have a big chest. And I, I'm not really particularly large at the top. I just don't want clothes that are uncomfortably fitted. And a lot of the pieces that remain in my size on the sale would tend to be sort of Dolce Gabbana pieces in the larger sizes, 44. Lucky you, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, 44 or 46. But they are also pieces that, you know, might be maybe cropped. So not necessarily something that you want to wear if you have that kind of size. And I'm not saying that because I want to body shame anyone or anything. I'm just saying some of these styles just um, show a hell of a lot of skin um, and you, you know, if you're uh, very, very busty, you might not want to wear something that shows both skin, uh, you know, on top of your chest and at the bottom of your chest. So, yeah, that's a big, big no, 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 no. Yeah. So, so that's why I find, you know, that's why I'm able to find some of these sizes that still remain. But um, I, you know, for one, I, it's easy for me because I'm kind of size blind, the French and Italian sizes, <laughs> but they don't correspond to the Swedish sizes. So, no, they don't. Uh, so voila, now I say it in French, but, you know, a French 42 is a Swedish 38. So I've, you know, with the time I've learned not to bother to look at what the label says. I just try them. Um, and uh, does it work for you? Do you guess it correctly? It, no, but I mean, well, that's it. I guess <laughs> that's what people mean. So you have to actually go into the shop and say, yeah, I'm sorry, you have this in 44. I can see I love this shirt. I can see one button is uncomfortable, uh, you know, where over my bum. It's too tight. And no, I don't want to take what you have in store and take it to the seamstress. I would like to try the larger size because also I've learned with time that if you take something to the seamstress, you want to take it in and not take it out ideally, if it's possible. So I'd rather take a, a larger size and take it in. And yes, there is a little bit of, um, you have to be a little bit, not pushy, but gutsy to say, mm. no, you have to bring me the larger size if it exists in your network, because I want to try it before I decide. And unfortunately, you almost... Does it make you uncomfortable? No, because you almost have to have decided that you want the piece before you go through the ordeal. 
Um, yeah. You, so you almost need to already have a, some skin in the game. Um, and then, of course, you know, if the piece comes and it looks shit both in 44 and 46, <laughs> then you abandon it. Uh, but honestly, I don't have any... abandon it and run for the door. Right. And um, I don't I don't have any tips or tricks other than to be delusional about your own beauty. So my best advice is to only right or wrong, only see beauty in the mirror, which is not so easy, because if you're in these cabins, the light is terrible. Often, I'm sorry, believe it or not, but often I'm not even nicely dressed when I go shopping. I throw on a pair of jeans and sneakers with ugly socks and not even matching underwear. So, and, and I'm often lazy. The horror, yeah. not the matching underwear. Right. That's that's something my grandmother would would you know just reprimand you for. I'm sure she, she would be wouldn't. like, I'm sure no, she no, would she, reprimand she would, you, but she, not me. Yeah. yeah, no, no, she would. She would tell you, listen, child, if you end up in a hospital, you need oh, to have clean. nice underwear. They are clean. Yeah. They're just not matchy. Oh, I don't have. I have a lot of leopard <laughs> panties, but no leopard bras, for example. Well, there you so go. Saucy, saucy. But basically, so you know, and I also don't like doing full looks. So often in stores, they tell me, "Can I bring you a pair of shoes?" And I don't want that. I'll just stay in my jeans and my. <laughs> sneakers and then I will try that you know top that's fully ill matching so what everything I'm saying is not so easy to implement uh, and also that's that's part of my purchase um, attitude I don't want them to pull out a pair of shoes in my size uh, because I'm not going to buy them and that's how I I attack or address all my try out things. Yes, I want you to bring me the shirt in 46 because I'm very interested in buying it, but I'm sparing you to go look for a pair of shoes in 39 because I'm totally interested, uninterested, sorry, in getting them. And I feel sometimes I feel bad for the, for the people that... Yes, for the people. Because they also have an assignment to make you look good in their full look. And you're not going to look good with, you know, your socks in the sneakers. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but that's part of my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for shoes, so I don't want to see the full look. And I understand it's part of your sales bargain, but a shirt at, you know, 800 euros is already a lot of money. So I, I, I think my advice are only, uh, you know, you, all they can say is, no, I don't have this shirt in 46. That's all they can say. And then what? Um, and I guess, you know, you talk to these people and often they say, you know, we don't mind looking when somebody knows what they want. So at least when you know that you want a 46, it's a little bit easier. The worst thing is somebody who says, I, you know, I'm wearing a size 44. It's not closing properly. I don't know if I want it or I don't want it. And they say, at least, you know, you, you know what you're asking for. So, and I would say, you know, these people are human beings and I agree. They see, yes, of they course. see a lot of people that are, you know, size one and two and three, and that's okay. I'm not going to change. And I, I don't want to be, to be excluded from the opportunity. And honestly, I find it very, very challenging to buy a home address that I haven't already tried in stores. So buying a size 44 dress can turn out anything to me because I am larger at the bottom than I am at the top. And I can't be bothered going through the hassle. Hips don't lie, girl. Exactly. Hips don't lie. So I have to muster up the courage and go to the shop to the extent I can. I have to. Uh, and, you know, I tell myself at least at the shop, they have the seamstress option that they don't have if you do online. And practice makes perfect. And uh, I guess all you have to do is pretend that you're confident until you become confident. 
Well, you, do you know? Do you want to know what happened to me at first and how I honed up? I'd love, yeah, courage? I'd love that because I don't even know if what I'm saying uh, is any advice. If anyone's going to take it to heart and no, use no, it, it is. It, no, no, it is actually is. Uh, well, uh, when I started, the first thing I was told in a brand was, um, "We don't do your size," and I think to to say that to to a woman, uh, a young woman, or anyone who steps into a store is horrifying enough mm. and uh, I really felt bad after it but after five minutes of feeling bad it's something switched inside of me and I thought who are you to make me feel bad I'm just going to make you feel bad so I um, I wrote an email to to the store and I said I mean this is how you treat women uh, be, pl please be assured I'm going to uh, be loud about it very loud they uh, sub subsequently apologized and we had a beautiful relationship and it was with Dolce Gabbana but basically that was the same attitude I was given at any store I would come in aye, aye, aye. until yeah until they started noticing that my profile was growing that my that people were look so, somehow looking up to me uh, for guidance on how to love your body at, at any size and I just developed this what I called the death stare uh, when people try to make me feel uh, weird, I just stare at them silently. I don't, I don't yell. I don't, <laughs> don't argue. Yell. I ah! never do anything. No, 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 I, I really don't lose my calm. I just stare back at them until they're so uncomfortable as they deserve to be for making any woman feel anything less than worthy. But do you mean, do you so, mean that they entirely changed their sewing process or was it a dick person at the shop? No, it was a dick oh, person okay. at, at the shop. And it was a, a new guy who actually didn't know his, his you know, his fabric or his, his brand actually. But uh, they went out of their way to make me comfortable. And now the same company is being a trailblazer and expanding the grid up to Italian 54, which wow. is actually... Uh, rather big uh, for high fashion wow. so th this is unprecedented and I was very much proud to be a part of that that's the reason I why I said yes but yeah there are many big, big people in the stores still I don't know how this is going to change after uh, what we are going through now uh, if uh, business is going to prevail and some attitude is going to be changed also because society is changing diversity is very important and advocating for yourself is very much important. But I, I was, I would dare say, a Milanese trailblazer for this kind of attitude. I don't accept any kind of crappy attitude when it comes to my but body. But even dick people, you don't... I'm sorry, even if they are professional, <laughs> dick even dick people, professional ones that know and like their brand, when they see somebody, no matter what size, not maybe not your typical, you know, the smaller sizes that you see in these fashion uh, in the fashion industries, when they see you wearing an attire, whether it's a suit or whether it's a dress in your size and it suits you, then they all get stars in their eyes. So that's, you know, that's people that yeah. say, wow, you know, look, we dress any woman and, and you look beautiful in it. But you have to get yeah. there. Yeah. You have to get to that yeah. point. If you make me feel awful before that point, I'm just going to walk out and never come back. And that was happening to a lot of people that and I, I, I think I also want to say you know I had a bit of a 
cultural shock when I started buying in these kind of stores because as an extra service, they really want to give you a salesperson almost inside the cabin with you. And I I don't yeah. like that. I'm kind of sort of autonomous. I'm a, the typical H&M shopper. I go in the shop. Nobody says hello. Nobody disturbs me. I pick up my pair of jeans in three sizes and, you know, everything I want to try. I, I carry two sizes because also... You know, when they produce these products or these clothes, not two sizes are ever actually the same. So there can be two centimeters difference on two, you know, size 40 tops. So I collect a bunch of stuff and I, I go alone in the cabin, try it on all alone. Don't get the advice of anyone. Don't ask anything from anyone. So it's, <laughs> I'm laughing over here. It's like, don't give me advice. Don't yeah, come but up you're, to me. Go you're, away. <laughs> you know, but that, that's also because I have a sense of, you know, how I want things to look on me and what I like and what I don't like. And the problem with luxury yes. is that you actually get a person. And it, if you're if you're unlucky, it's a dick person. And this dick person is standing outside your cabin asking you three times, when can I come in? Are you ready? Do you need any help? And all you want to say is, I just want to be left the fuck alone the time that I determine whether this is a garment for me or not. And when I've mm -hmm. determined yeah. if I want to show you, I can. But most of the times I'm not interested. And I had to get used to this whole, you know, in these kinds of shops, you actually try this, this attire on for the shop person uh, because they are supposed to have a view somehow often you know I don't care if their view is you must take it or you must buy it or it doesn't suit you or it doesn't you know but it's part of the experience that I had to get used to and and that's the big problem so if you're really unlucky now you have a dick person who's zipping zipping up your dress and you know you you've no but it's true <laughs> I mean it's so this is so funny this is what I like when you're unleashed you know dick person zipping but up it's your dress true. and I'm and seeing... for you this is normal <laughs> for you this is I know that you don't think it's such a big deal that you get you know one or no, two I, people I... in the cabin with you and I find it like okay look I mean this is my boundary and but... you're I know you are gay most likely and you don't care about me naked but you're you're trespassing i do this alone but listen I, uh, but i'm not i'm very particular about that too i have trusted people that get into the cabin with me uh, actually um when i remember the the glo most glorious times in dolce with with myself there was only one or two eventually people that could come in with me but mostly it was one and he was a very trusted friend so he would get to see me almost naked. He would get to, I don't know, hold my boobs while I was squeezing myself into a dress. But that's a really huge leap of trust and confidence here. Because, you know, I would never, ever allow anyone else. I remember once there was a dick woman <laughs> <laughs> who came after me. Uh, she opened uh, the, um, you know, the curtains and she comes in and brings uh, a mutual friend. We share the Frenchie friend. She brings in this person and she wants to present him to me. And I'm standing there half naked, staring at this woman and asking myself, how in God's name did you think it was appropriate to open up these yeah. doors? I mean, there is boundaries. There is huge boundaries for me too. I'm not very much comfortable to be in see, uh, seeing naked by people who but I don't see know. See here, I don't have, but, and here yeah. you're going to find me funny. I don't have a problem for being seen naked. So for example, at Dior, there is, unfortunately, the way they built the Luxembourg shop, there's only one cabin. 
Um, for me, it's the trying on process, you know, putting a garment on and, and making the first yeah. selection. I want to do that alone. But then, you know what I do? Entirely unrelated and entirely crazy. <laughs> oh, I can actually walk out in the shop only in my bra. It's, it's, um, it's a sort of an oval shop. Let's put it that way. It's a, it's a rectangular shop mm -hmm. with three sections. So the front section is, Uh, accessories and uh, and uh, yeah, basically high jewelry, and some I guess Moroccanry. The second section is uh, bags, and the third section you have the shoes, prêt à porter, and the cabin. So I I can actually very casually walk about in that last section, in my bra and my pants, and I don't care because. Also, nudeness for me is not necessarily sexual, so I don't care who sees me because for me there is no sexual connotation and everybody in the shop is typically women that also don't yeah, care. Yeah, but it's not about being uh, being having a sexual connotation. It's just uh, a matter of being a little bit shy to be seen and handled by someone. I'm not shy. So this is my point. I'm not shy of that, but I want my selective process. I don't want to be seen with a very ill-fitting garment and have somebody... Uh, give a view about it at the same time even if our view would coincide That's and it. this is why we call her the fashion lawyer <laughs> she arguments her case But I, so because well I know. that we cannot even because object I know. to this, this is, i know you know i i know what it is and that's why i'm saying it's a huge difference for me walking around the shop and you know often uh, so i'm like what and i'm now wearing a mask and i'm walking around without a t-shirt let me go back in before i embarrass the shop people did you did you just say did you just say you're walking around without the t-shirt this is no now. no i'm wearing a robe now but this is I'm what good. i'm saying and i'm saying i don't want any person to wear to see me and to have to pass a judgment on how that garment fits prior to me having done that so i want to know what i think first prior to hearing anyone's opinion And I find it intrusive if they walk in while I'm still undecisive. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, I understand you. I really don't like people to tell me, "Oh, honey, this looks good on you. Oh, this is amazing," and blah blah. I I didn't come for this. If you can have customers who like to be flattered, this more power to you. But I'm not that kind of woman. I don't need you to tell me what's good on me. I have, if I want opinions, I have trusted people who I go to for opinions, uh, but mostly I will decide for myself and it will be my body and my mm. eyes that decide basically because you will see it on my face if something lights up and, and I, I just, you know, I cannot lie about it. You will see if I like it. But no, I, I really agree with you on this. I don't want an uh, external mm. input on the selection process. Uh, but I, I mean, I understand where you come from and I understand why um, in your changing room you are mostly alone or with one or two people. So it, it's, it's fine. That, that's that's uh, perfectly reasonable. One or me. two people. No people, just me. I have a question for you. <laughs> no people. question for you. <laughs> so if you, if you do place an order for a larger size that, mm. they, that they have to make, so on a made-to-order basis, is the quality slightly higher or is it all the same? Well, um, I think that what they do is this. They will take your measurements and unless it's a bespoke piece, um, that means uh, having some characteristics that aren't present on the garment itself, uh, which is uh, sold in the store, uh, they will make the size that is 
closest to what are your measurements. So if I'm, for example, a 48, but I gained weight in the, in the meanwhile, uh, they will make a 50 and then that will make be, be, be tailored to my needs. So yes, the quality will immediately be higher because it's tailor made on me. Every single thing is tweaked. Every single thing is made to make me feel comfortable. And uh, I have to say, uh, seamstress is basically uh, carry the highest burden on this because they, they they are the difference they are what makes mm. the difference yeah it's it's a very nice process actually because um, sometimes I will get a toile I will get uh, the, the the mock dress or skirt or whatever sometimes I will be so sure like in the case of this skirt that I will just ask for the thing and without a toile mm. no need to make it no really no need but some dresses really need it and in one case, I still remember, uh, I was made uh, this light blue uh, silk dress, which is uh, a little bit reminiscent of what Marilyn is wearing oh, in, yeah, in the famous yeah, yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, and they made it in black silk uh, as a toile, just to mock the real thing, which is in silk, it, because it moves differently from uh, the fabric used for the toiles. So they, uh, I liked it so much in black, that they finished up the dress and put the label with my name and Prada name on it and they gave it to me as, wow. as, as another dress, basically. Now, that was very cute and I love the black version of it and I wear it very wow. much often. So, the, yeah, it's, it's one but of the Speaking kind. about uh, that tailoring, so I also discovered something. I got a dress from Dior just before Christmas and I sent it off for tailoring. So we took all the measures and then I went to try it after Christmas because, remember, shops were in lockdown here, including the seamstresses. <laughs> Big, big mistake yeah. huge my god we laughed <laughs> i laughed big so mistake. much yeah. we were like but didn't we take that didn't we actually take my measurement <laughs> be, be see before yeah, christmas just don't do that now it, it was just it was just before my no. period so it didn't it didn't really change much but it was very funny because i was like well oh, did we take the wrong measurements or what happened and then we said i mean why would we even have done this we should have waited until after the holidays and take them but um, that dress is exactly. now in on its yeah, third yeah, round. Yeah, I, I understand. Oddly enough. And that's, that's awful. But if I, I think one thing. If you touch a dress too many times, sometimes it can turn out so wrong. That happened mm -hmm. to me once. And it was one of the hardest, uh, if we can talk about hard experiences in this area, it was one of the hardest moments because you really like that thing and you want it to turn out well. But touching it one times too many ends up being very, very bad. There is, there is this, you know, little book of uh, Christian Dior's rules. And touching, uh, as in seamstress touching a dress one too many times, is just a no-no. No, never do that. Uh, but, you know, yeah, just I understand. Try and... But, I mean, I guess part of it is also that we, we do things in steps. So instead of doing a whole sort of, you know, you guess... So, so we first, what we did first was to take it in generally. And once it was taken in, we needed to make a, a chest adjustment. So we did a chest adjustment. It's actually, it's a double breasted uh, bar style dress. And the one thing, yeah, it's Love. very nice actually, it's pale pink. And the one thing that, that Dior really doesn't want is to move the buttons uh, so that would have been, it would have been an easy <laughs> solve just to move the buttons and then you get it straight, but they don't want that. And I tend to agree with them. So you have to work around. Yeah, because yeah. you, you change, the, you sh shift uh, the Entirely. whole balance. The symmetry yeah, is gone and everything else. So 
Uh, so ultimately, and I don't have it, like I said, I don't have a big chest, but they are, they are quite deep in the cleavage. So the last thing we did yesterday was to see how do we remove some of the excess fabric just over the chest so that we don't have to remove the buttons. And it's true, though. But I mean, like, just like you say, these seamstresses that have the massive burden on making a nice piece. And I, I do think that the bespoke pieces are different because then they get to make them for your size and your shape instead of having to alter an existing fabric to your measurements. Um, but I have a seamstress here in Luxembourg. Uh, once I gave her a dress to make a little bit longer and she took it, she gave it back and she said, I also gave it a bit over the hips um, that I know that you need. So she knows my body that well. And it's, it's, it's oh, very God, yeah. And it was perfect. But you, you see, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice when you have a person who actually works in uh, such a delicate mm. position. Yesterday, I was really thinking about it. This woman who <clears throat> was taking my measurements for the skirt, she has seen me in my worst and at my best. And she always has the same attitude uh, to everything she makes it seem so natural and effortless which is also a very huge component of when it comes to clothing and who manages your body because if if that person says oh you gained some weight that's all you're going to be thinking of for the next mm. week or so and if that person says yeah we can make it we can tweak it we can just you know take take a little centimeter out here and in there so they will make it seem like it's it's perfectly normal to fluctuate in weight uh, which is actually more common than we think uh, there are very few women in this world who manage to keep the same measurements but they they do do so for work and uh, humans like us actually sh shift often between sizes so the the artistry is there just to make and i guess the seamstresses and... are are you know a whole different species than the dick people i mean the first thing the seamstresses yes. say when they see it they say oh it's one more beautiful choice so first they compliment the choice of garment that i picked that needs alteration and then they get to work and they they are you know they have a, a whole different love for the production process so they like yeah the... yeah yeah also because it's it's a beautiful mm. process they have their hands on they actually see the garment from yeah. the top to bottom and they give and so much beautiful. more love in a different tender way than the sales staff i find uh and also you know they see a yeah. challenge and typically what i do of course i'm sure you do the same but if, if i'm uncertain i call a seamstress and say what can be done yeah what can be always. done if anything otherwise always, i don't always. take it and, you know, let's agree on the alterations we make. Otherwise, I, I don't want to take a risk on this garment. But they have a whole different love and for the process. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, aside from big <laughs> people, uh, even, 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 even if when salespeople are marvelous and you have a beautiful relationship with them, it's the seamstresses that will actually get their hands in your garment and on your body. So to me, that's even more important. I've had experiences of people who weren't that capable of you know altering something and then there these wizards that actually know and have worked in haute couture too so they really know where to go with their hands and you can trust them to alter anything in the smallest time possible to me those people are the first ones that i think 
uh, and that I respect the most because they really do the workload. It's easier to sell a dress than to, you know, just adjust Absolutely. it Absolutely. And I, I've had one, one disaster once. I bought a suit um, with Gucci and uh, I needed to make the pants slightly smaller sort of at the, at the back part, the one, you know, at the waist. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened, but the seamstress that they sent it to took it in in the crotch at the bottom and just ruined ruined the <laughs> okay. entire pant. So I took it to another seamstress, my usual seamstress, which is not the same. And she just looked at, at the pant and she said, I mean, whoever altered this, altered it where you shouldn't, which is at the crotch. She just looked at it once and said it without even turning it inside out. Ew. It was such a disaster. They finally took it back because I, I wasn't able to wear it. And I'm going to share a terrible, terrible story that you probably forgot, but I told you about it back in the day. So we were, we were in, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in uh, where was it? In Naples. Yeah. I'm no, scared. I, mean, I think you forgot about it. But we were in Naples for a Dolce Gabbana uh, Alta Moda show. Yeah. Alta Moda. Thing, and yeah. I went to their uh, local pop-up show. Yeah, oh my god I know <laughs> oh my god oh my god I remember I'm gonna it's give awful. it I'm awful. giving it I'm oh generous today so you know they do have they have these uh, on-store uh, collections that they make like you know if they're in Portofino they make a Portofino collection and they make a they, so they it's typically the same fabric that they have in the normal ongoing collection but they make they make some alterations in the designs and you can only get them at location so i wanted to get a souvenir just something so and because i wasn't buying haute couture starting at thirty-five thousand euros and upwards so i wasn't getting anything for that so i said i'm gonna go and find something in the normal shop and i found a silk uh, beach gown that i wanted to try and it had a it had I know, and they had. I'm laughing and crying, and they uh, the the gown had a had a band, a rigid band on the inside at the waist, and it's sort of like empire cut, and that band was just too. It was too tight. It was just too small on the band, but there was plenty, plenty, plenty of fabric in that thing. So they called the seamstress and the seamstress came and she was lovely. <laughs> so she said, I can just remove the band. And then at some point she says, can I bring you a chair? And I'm like, no, it's okay. I can stand up. I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Uh, she was being Shit. friendly. <laughs> and then the, the dick sales lady, which I've met in Milan, by the way, with you. Uh, she, she said at some point when we were done, she asked me what, what month pregnant I was. And I was mortified. I was not pregnant in any month. And not food even. pregnant. No, Come not, on. Food not pregnant. even. No, oh no God, not even. I mean, oh. I, I carry uh, some stress around my stomach. I've never had a flat stomach in my life. Um, I don't know if I during that period was fuller. I don't care. I was not pregnant and it made me feel absolutely awful. And I actually <laughs> regret not throwing that dress in their faces and just leaving it behind. I still have it and I wore it recently in the home and it's a it's a beach piece that I use. But I saw uh, I mean, you it. were I saw it. you were as mortified as I was back in the days. But that was a, a bloody <laughs> disaster. And and I really yeah, no, and, that's, and awful, that, that's yeah. one time where I would say I wish I've had I would have had more guts just to throw it in their face and say I don't want to buy anything from you because you don't make me feel nice. You, you know, it doesn't matter how nice the exactly. dress was, but and that I regret. So I should have manned up. But do do you remember the boobs gate, the bo uh, boob tags mm, gate? Mind. Basically, I was asked I was asked at Gucci to pay a 50% <laughs> premium because of my boobs who didn't fit the coat. Instead of making one size up, which they actually make, 
they asked for a 50% premium, which was the highest and most unheard of because the seamstress, not the seamstress, the, the tailor guy who came, he said, your breasts disturb the line of the coat. I just g- gave him the death stare. I walked out of the store and never came back. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are some things you should never Book say text. to a person. One of them... Exactly, like one of them is a part of your body is disturbing to the line of, of a garment. Like who ever thought you thought that that could be acceptable or pregnancy in women is never an acceptable, you know, uh, remark to make. Even if you're seeing a nine months pregnant woman, you never know. So please abstain, just don't. And I don't, <laughs> don't know if the of the story is that, you know, we freak everybody out. First, we encourage them to, to impose themselves and to, and then we say, yeah, exactly you like, get a slap in the face and somebody calls you pregnant, even if you aren't, I don't know. But I guess what we mean to say, it's not all easy and it's not always fun and it's not always without challenges. You just have to get no. back on the horse. And then I guess, you know, you find you find your your limits and you make sure to draw them loudly and don't don't be drawn like I was just to be made feel like shit afterwards. Uh, it was really terrible. Mm-hmm. But you learned. Come on, you really learned the your lesson. What actually. is the lesson? You never, you never, you never took shit from anyone. Again. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't given it, it ever is. again. It's just those bloody people. I mean, the seamstress was nice. She asked me if I wanted a chair, <laughs> which is different than saying. You know, and I was like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm not tired. <laughs> I remember, I remember yeah. hearing about that with, with great embarrassment. And I was like, what the actual hell happened there? Why would anyone ask you that? But, you know, shit happens, I guess. And they were overly eager to sell or to please you. Uh, but they should have understood from the amount of champagne that usually runs with you uh, that 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 was terrible. The case. Anyway, just to say <laughs> that on. we're not we're not um, protected from any kind of dicks. Also, and uh, we just have oh, to God, no, no, live no, no, with no. it and move on. Who wants to be protected from dicks? I mean, uh, you know, that's how you sh- shape your actual uh, character. To me, that's it's how I shape myself. It's going to be a lovely note to end this episode on. Lady V shapes her character based on Dick. Exactly, with Dick's. On Dick's, yes. Fantastic. This came out so wrong that it couldn't go any more wrong. But we just spent like 45 minutes speaking of I love that. I love to hear everything you know about these procedures and how to get uh, your size and how to um, assert yourself. How to never take shit from anyone because of your body. I love that. Let's call it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your pregnancy? Thanks for by sharing the way? and oh, have God. a lovely Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to be pregnant. Enjoy with lunch very soon, much. So. Big Good kisses to know. To you. Thank you. It was Likewise, lovely talking to you. Bye bye. Kisses.